0: Welcome to episode 000064 of The Mission. My name, let me check, yes, my name is Daniel James. I'll be your host through to eight this evening, broadcasting to you once again from Radio City Docklands. I'm going to get a a, a T-shirt printed with uh, Radio City Docklands on it, and uh, that'll just be my little thing. Uh, Of course, Radio City Docklands is on Wurundjeri country, the Kulin Nations. This land was never ceded. It always was and always will be Aboriginal land, and I pay my respects to the Wurundjeri peoples, Elders past, present and emerging, and a big hello to any mob that are listening out there at the moment. Now, we are into the second week of lockdown, and if you're a fellow Melbourneian, by the way, if you ever hear someone refer to us Melbournians as um, a Melbourneite, cancel that person. They don't belong in your life. So we're just over 24 hours away now from us all being forced to uh, to wear face masks to protect each other. Um, a little known omission fact, actually, is that um, ever since the pandemic started, I've been broadcasting in a full boiler suit and welding mask as an extra precaution. It makes it difficult to see or breathe for long prolonged periods, but um, I don't have COVID yet. So I think the results speak for themselves. Seriously, though, if you see people out and about not wearing one, be kind. You don't have to. You don't have to go up and remonstrate. You don't know what their deal is, what their struggle is. Supplies are low at the moment. There is price gouging going on, and not everyone has the ability to make uh, their own, like uh, yours truly, very cack handed on in that respect. So we're all just going to have to be patient with one another in order to get through this thing. An important part of that of course, is maintaining our civility in times of crisis. Fortunately, there are many good people doing great things to provide support where it is needed. And I'll be speaking with one such person shortly. Alan Thorpe is the director of Dadi Manwaro, which is an agency that provides a range of family violence, healing and behaviour change programs and services. They recently released a 24-hour crisis line called Brother to Brother to Support Aboriginal Men, get through this pandemic. So we'll talk to Alan about that. And in the second half of the show, I'll have a yarn with Fred Hooper, the chairperson of the Northern Basins, Aboriginal Nations Incorporated, which advocates for First Nation water rights and interests, including cultural flows. First Nations people's access to water and the inclusion of these peoples in water management decision-making at a federal and state level. So anyone who knows anything about the Murray-Darling Basin, Knows that it is a very contested political area with a whole range of interests, and what the Northern Basins of Aboriginal Nations Incorporated does is make sure that First Nations voices are heard. So I look forward to speaking to Alan about that, and oh, sorry, Fred about that, and also hearing about how the border communities are actually going up there given the the lockdown and the uh, border restrictions. So that's the show. Best way to connect with me is via my Twitter handle, at MrDTJames, and as we start the show, I'd like to remind you to stay safe, stay strong, and stay listening. Now, pandemics aren't good for people's mental health. COVID is testing our collective resolve as individuals, as families, and as communities. Now, we've covered mental health on this show a few times, but we haven't specifically covered the impact the virus is having on the social and martial wellbeing of Aboriginal men. It's important to talk about uh, these issues because, as we all know, the flow-on effects can be devastating. For instance, the Australian Institute of Criminology has done some research and discovered almost 1 in 10 Australian women in a relationship have experienced domestic violence during the coronavirus, with two-thirds saying the attacks that started or became worse during... The pandemic. So we need support, we need services that support men, that allow men to express themselves, something that um, can be a challenge in a place like Australia. So that's why services like the Brother to Brother 24-hour crisis line, which provides phone support for Aboriginal men who need someone to talk to about relationship problems, family violence, parenting, drug and alcohol issues, or who's struggling to cope with the current COVID COVID-19 environment. Alan Thorpe is the director of Dadi Manwaro, the organisation that set up the brother to brother hotline back in art um, back in March, and um, Alan is on the line now. Alan, welcome to the mission. Um, thanks, Daniel. It's great to be on, and uh, thanks for the thanks for the opportunity. Yeah, no sweat whatsoever. Um, I'm asking every fellow Melburnian uh, straight up: um, how, how are you holding up during uh, the, this this this
1: crisis, this pandemic? Yeah, like like you mentioned earlier, Daniel, it's it has its challenges and I think, um, you know, being isolated and, 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 you know, the effect, the ripple effect it's had on the social, emotional, the mental health, you know, just a disconnect from not being able to be out there and, and visit family and loved ones and, and I think everyone's affected by it and um, I think, you know it's just it's a really sad situation but it's also it creates opportunity as well um mm. i think you know you've just got to embrace it and, and not resist it and um uh, think about how we manage ourselves and self-care in a situation and how we stay connected and how we deal with our social emotional our physical well-being and just yeah how we manage all that and um how we create that support also for community about how do we reach out to community, make sure we we don't um, we don't disconnect from them, and, and make sure we put some services and supports in place. And, and that's what darty has been doing with the eighteen hundred number, like you mentioned, the brother of brother. So we're really proud of that number. We've had a, an incredible amount of calls. Um, and you're right, family violence is um, you know it's three hundred percent gone up. Um, so there's a lot of pressure on families and, and um, you know, with the stress of trying to be homeschooling and look after their kids and and, uh, and each other, so it's,
0: it, there's been a lot of stress in our souls. Yeah, absolutely. Um, now you've you've basically dedicated your life to this whole area, and and you've established Dadi Manworo. Tell us tell us about that organisation and the uh, services you provide.
1: Yeah, I've I've really enjoyed the journey of Dadi um, Daniel. I've, just been really intrigued and and trying to support men in the best way possible, and um, you know, just knowing that, you know, our our men have really suffered, you know, intergenerational intergenerational trauma and all that systemic stuff and oppression, and and just trying to be free from all that stuff and not 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 you know just being free and being able to live and not survive you know and I yeah. think it's an amazing um, opportunity to just bring men and I think you you mentioned it before just be being able to express yourself be proud of who you are but also deal with some of the trauma that we I suppose we have suppressed for many 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 years and um, just having a safe space to be able to really um to deal with it and look at the triggers and and look at how we how that manifests into in a, into a day to day life, and also how did that play out in our relationships as well and hurt, hurt the people we love? So, yeah, yeah I it's, think, been a, it's been a great journey and I've really enjoyed it.
0: I think, um, you know, men uh, at the best of times aren't as good at expressing what's going on in our lives and our brains and our thoughts and our feelings at any, any particular time. But when you take the overlay of intergenerational trauma, you take the overlay of, um, you know, uh, lateral violence, uh, interpersonal violence, uh, people that have grown up without mother or father figures, it adds a whole level of complexity to the, the, the mental health and well-being of um, Aboriginal men.
1: Absolutely, Daniel, and I think it grows up from a childhood and it has been generational and, you know, we've been pretty disadvantaged as well. Already got a bit of a tough start, and I mean, you know, just with the substance abuse, you know, the homelessness, incarceration rates, mm. you know, our education levels and, and just in all areas. And so, you know, some of that prevention work's important as well about you know, just really improving our young men and, and really, we talked about role model parenting, but they're, they're a big part of your life and your journey is having good men around you and good role models. So we've been doing a lot of prevention work as well with young men and and um, just trying to improve their life so they don't become the next um, part of the cycle. Breaking cycle, you know, is important. So it starts with young young people as well. So you know that, um, you know all them issues around homelessness and, and, like I said, the, the addictions and and incarceration rates. It's really sad to see a,
0: the state of our, um, state of our communities, you know, and, and our families. Yeah, you you mentioned intervention, intervention, and I think there's a whole bunch of literature around at the moment, and it's actually proven is that the that one of the ways to breaking that cycle is connecting. Um, young men and young women but we you know for the sake of this conversation connecting young men to their culture as as early as possible
1: oh it's it's so important you know and um connecting them to themselves and exposing them to good eldership and, and good leadership and and good good role modeling and you know sports's been a big uh, platform for that as well but i've always understood that sport probably doesn't sustain itself. So, But, but having that purpose in mind and and creating that as a young person about, you know, your, your purpose of life and finding and discovering who you are and you know, being able to express yourself and, and, and do that as a young person is really important to, to um, you know, for the future to, you know, if you don't – I mean, I, I've, I've had a footy background, played a bit of footy, but, yep. I mean, the culture – it doesn't teach you about life, you know, it doesn't teach you how to be a parent, it doesn't teach you how to be a role model. It just teaches you how to play footy and you know, so I mean there's a there's a platform in place for that, but the, the, the inner work, you know, the inner the inner peace and the inner the inner work's really important around understanding your emotions and, and understanding um, the, having the awareness about who you are and, and where you're heading, so um, you know that's that's the work I believe that's really important. That's the work that I've I've become passionate about is is looking at your own um, leadership and you know being I mean you know creating a safe space for yourself to be just be able to talk about some of your some of your journey even some of the stuff you suppressed for many years Dan because that hurts you know and mm. some of that's painful to, to deal with you know and um, and seeing some of our our family deal with that as well is painful so. Um, you know, there's a lot of pain in our in our community, and 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 um, you know, I'm just keen to break down cycles and continue to work on that in that space. You know.
0: Yeah, I mean, you mentioned. You know, you played a bit of league football and we see success stories, increasingly successful stories of Aboriginal players coming from all over the country and playing football. But one of the things that has happened time and time again to to those players is that they've got the support and the infrastructure of the club around them. And while they've got that, that's fine. But as soon as they they quit playing footy, it can, can, can turn sour.
1: Absolutely, because it's all, it's all, it's the next part of your transition and I think in life, in life journeys of transition, it's being able to be, to look at your physical and your emotional makeup as you go along in your journey and and, and create that, that sort of, um, you know, you, you, we all go through them stages of life and then being able to have that part of your mature as you get older and being able to deal with, with whatever comes at you or you're confronted with and. Um, you know transitions are important as part of the journey and and relationships are important you know to to understand you know a relationship and and to be respectful in relationship and and um to be able to hold the space for each other and and being able to express yourself for you and your partner you know being being a husband or being in relationship doesn't work from nine to five it's an ongoing process and being able to understand how relationships work is really important to, be able to mm-hmm. listen to each other, have that empathy for each other. And, and so, you know, it's, it's a, it's a challenge, but it's, 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 it takes a fair bit of work in a work and reflective work. So, um, yeah, just, just really interested in, in, I'm also interested in learning, Dan, I've been on that journey of trying to understand, I've, I've traveled a fair bit and, you know, I just really want to empower our community and, 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 Deal with a lot of our traumatic experiences that um, that we are facing on a daily basis, you know. So,
0: absolutely, yeah, I think it's, um, it's a tough. It, it's the world's a very complex Sorry. one, Alan, <laughs> um, and there's so many issues that, that we need to grapple with. And, and First Nations people have an added layer of com- complexity on top of all of that. Um, let's get to the brother to brother crisis line, um, which if there's any mob. Listening out there, um, the Aboriginal men listening out there is the number is one-eight hundred-four three five seven nine nine. Also repeat that again. The number is one-eight hundred-four three five seven nine nine. So what happens when someone calls the brother-to-brother line? What what can that person calling the line expect? Well, what you, what what I
1: what we what you can expect then is there's gonna be someone on the other end that, you know. Yeah. Um, an elder or an Aboriginal man who's actually going to listen to you and um, and understand and be able to just be a, a, an ear and, um, and and being able to try and help navigate if they need support, where they need support, um, you know, just depends on what, like you said, it's complex and depends on what, what the issue is or what they need to speak about if they've just had. I'm always a big believer if you... It's better to, to address the issue before it gets into the build-up stage. So if you feel a bit of tension or you feel a bit stressed, you're better off ringing and reaching out. But I think it's the first step. I think one of the challenges for men is to to make that first
0: step to pick up the phone and and reach out. So
1: yeah, yeah I think quite that, quite often, just one the of the, the simple, challenges
0: for men. The simple act of, of making that phone call and telling someone who will l- listen to you intently about your uh, your woes and troubles often in itself is enough of a release valve to, to impede any sort of situation developing.
1: Absolutely. And I think it's amazing what you can do within it, just picking up the phone and just having a, having a conversation or having a yarn and, you know, just being able to to diffuse the situation or, or just talk about the situation and then, you know, filter, filter the emotion and, and then being able to go back to where, you know, into that, into that relationship or whatever it is or whatever you know whatever support you need just being able to whether it's a five-minute conversation whether it's a half an hour we've had conversations for an hour and a half on the phone. so yeah um, we don't we don't like to cut people short um we we want to listen and we want to be there to support and and it, and it's only come from the covid we it was initiatives initiative from the covid response in march and um mm-hmm. it was just amazing how the DARTY staff really really embraced it and we had no funding um for the for the eighteen hundred number, Dan. It was just an initiative we knew it was tough in the in that in the situation that we were in the COVID. So and and relationships don't happen, you know, like I said, it's, it's the after hours on call stuff that you've got to be there for your community and the family. So um I think we're averaging about hundred calls a month. Yep. Um so it's been been um you know from from weekends um to, to two o'clock in the morning doesn't matter just get on the phone and call you know just doesn't matter what time of day it is just trust yourself and and get on the phone to call and reach out to get the support you need so we yeah we're really proud of it and um i hope i hope uh we've been able to help and assist our communities and
0: families it's twenty-five past seven. You're listening to the mission on Triple R one hundred two point seven FM. My name is Daniel. I'm speaking with Alan Thorpe, the director of Dadi Manworo, who have set up a brother to brother line to help Aboriginal men at all times of day and night to uh, get through this crisis. And the number for that is one eight hundred four three five seven nine nine. Before I let you go, Alan, um, have there been any sort of thematic? Issues that have that have come through through the helpline. It's something that um, you know we should discuss further at some point down the track.
1: Um, I think. Can you just explain a bit what you mean by that, Dan? So yeah, what what can are people? Example?
0: Yeah, what are people calling up about? Are they calling up about um, depression around COVID or are they talking about, um, you know, drug or alcohol dependency or are they calling up um, in relation to uh, relationship issues, that sort of thing?
1: Yeah, it's a combination of all them, Dan. I mean, Mm -hmm. you you can't put your finger on one pulse and one thing. I think, yeah, you mentioned it earlier with the the substance abuse. Mental health has been a big one where men, you know... um, you know, really stressed and anxious at night. You know, some of them are lonely, and some of them are, um, you know, some of them are in relationship and going through, a, you know, separation or, um, you know, just just stressed about their relationship. So it's a bit of a mul- It's a bit of a multiple. It's, it's sort of different uh, different issues, but but it, 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 you just like you said, it's really complex, and and it doesn't matter as a man, what it is, just ring, you know, and um, if you're feeling a bit down, you're feeling anxious, um, you know, going through separation or you're having trouble being, you know, with your parenting or you need someone to talk to, um, doesn't matter what it is, we're here for you, so. But, yeah, I mean, you know, family violence is, we want to we um, catch it before it escalates and, and we don't, definitely don't want anyone hurt and... and you know, keeping everyone safe. So just that one yarn can make the difference and, um, and, and getting on the phone. So, but yeah, if yeah, yeah, I was able to promote it, Dan.
0: Yeah. Now I, I um, you know, I thank Elizabeth by um, my producer to bring it to my um, attention. She does a fantastic job every week. Emac. Thank you. Um, and, you know, fellas, if you've got something on your chest, then, you know, the brother, the brother helpline is there for you to get it off your chest and, and perhaps seek a path forward. And, you um, you know, Get away from the, the the things that are bubbling inside you. Um, so it's the brother of the brother uh, twenty four hour crisis line, and if you want to call it is one 799 Alan Thorpe, thank you so much for coming on the thank show. You. I and thank you. Just
1: mention something before we do. Yeah, go. sure, sure. I just want to
0: sort of mention the, the holistic
1: as well. So we do have other programs. We have yeah. prevention programs. We can. So we we really do look at the holistic family stuff. So we have prevention programs. So it's about when you ring. We can link into services, so there are a whole lot of services and suite of services that um, Darty has. So um, we we do try and offer all them all them other programs to community
0: as well. So I just wanted to get that a plug as well. What's the best website to you know get in contact with Darty?
1: Yeah, sure. It's just if you go to www dot so, um, Yes, yeah, so it's www.dartymonwarrow.com.au. But, but you can
0: also ring that AD if you want to know more information as well. All right, fantastic. Thank you so much, Alan, for coming on tonight. Thanks, Daniel. Thanks for having me. No sweat. This is a podcast from Triple R, an independent media organisation in Melbourne, Australia. To find out more about Triple R or to explore many more shows, podcasts, articles, videos, and interviews, head to the Triple R website at rrr.org.au. We head north now to the sacred waters of the Murray-Darling Basin. Water policy in that part of the world, tensions between farmers, irrigators, getting the right flows for the environment, are all competing interests. What rarely gets reported in the mainstream media is the cultural and spiritual and environmental needs of the 22 sovereign First Nations communities in the basin. Northern Basin... Aboriginal Nations Limited, NBAN, is a non-for-profit company and peak body that represents and advocates for and empowers First Nations in water management in the northern Murray-Darling Basin. Since 2009, through the cultural authority of its member nations, NBAN has been providing strategic advice on First Nations water rights and interests and delivering and partnering on projects at a state and federal level that fulfilled its First Nations vision of keeping our water spirits and connections alive. NBAN is dedicated to improving its nation's spiritual, cultural, environmental, social and economic conditions. Fred Hooper is the chairperson of NBAN and he's on the line now to have a young with us. Fred, welcome to R. Thanks hey Daniel and
2: uh, good evening to everyone nice that's listening out there and i um, hope you're all safe and, and uh, staying abreast of this um, COVID-19 and um yeah, getting through, getting through everything, and um, yeah, just to let you know that our heart goes out to all those people in Victoria, um, you know, yeah. that, are, that are going through these difficult times at the moment, and, um, and some parts of New South Wales as well, mate. So yeah, yeah thanks so much, Fred. Really, so really
0: appreciate our mob that. our
2: down that way as well, and yeah, our hearts are with you as well, mate.
0: Yeah, really appreciate that. Um, if we're all honest, and I think we all should be honest, it's a bit of a tough time down here at the moment, but um, that's why uh, we we dream of places like where you are at the moment. Um, first of all, tell us about exactly who NBAN represents and give us a picture of where those communities are.
2: Okay, well, um, NBAN, the Northern Basin Aboriginal Nations, were, was formed in um, uh, 2009, um, through efforts um, of the murray darling Basin Authority and, in particular, um, um, a guy called Neil Ward, who brought us all together to form an organisation that represents um, the sovereign First Nations of the northern part of the murray darling Basin. Um, given that there was a, a, an organisation already formed in the lower part of the, the murray darling Basin, um, it's called Mildred, and it represents... Um, you know, the sovereign first nations of that that lower part of the murray Basin. Mm-hmm. The Mban is a is a I suppose a, a union of sovereign first nations. Um, as I said, came together in in 2009 um, to mainly look at uh, water rights within the the northern part of the Murray-Darling Basin, um, and to contribute to the the writing and um, particular parts of the murray Basin Plan. And um, so Inband, as you said, is a, a limited company um, that represents 22, at the moment, 21 sovereign First Nations, and we have two delegates of those nations that are elected or appointed to inban They're not elected to inban they're appointed by their nations under their own government structures, um, which, uh, you know, which manages and um, and represent their nations, and um and so we've been doing this for ten years now. we've had a lot of lot of input into uh, federal um, processes. We we're part of the national cultural flows research program, which is a um, you know two million dollar program that looked at um, you know uh, cultural flows within the murray Lowing basin and the rest of the country as well. so there were three three um major Aboriginal bodies, so we're part of that. N-Band, Mildred and Nails were in the north um, as mm-hmm. well. So that's produced, um, yeah some really good research and, and some way forwards in terms of cultural flows.
0: So for, for, for the Melbournians down here listening to the show, where would be kind of the heart of um, N-Band's constituency geographically? Yeah. Um, N-Band,
2: so it's covers southwest Queensland, so probably Toowoomba, um, out right out to a place called Charleville, right out to the to the South Australian border, then down, um, just between sort of um, yeah, uh, well Kenya, and then back across um, to Lake Jelly and up um, through sort of just west of Dubbo. So it's a northern part um of the Mary Basin. Yeah, it is huge. It, it, it takes in places like Tamworth, Toowoomba, Charleville, Roma, um, and all of those nations that are that are sort of part of that. And it's NBAN is actually based on nation boundaries. It's not based on on um you know, colonized boundaries. Local it's government areas in, and like yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's nation based and and it's it's um it covers the boundaries of the nations, so um, you know, the boundary on the eastern side would be sort of Gammarroi, um, Ngarumpa, and then you know, some of the nations, away um, are some of the nations that are that are members of
0: Nbed. The only time that you know city slickers like um like many of us down here hear about the Murray Darling Basin is either when there is extreme drought or a or a massive fish kill in um in in the uh, in the Darling. But from your perspective, what are some of the major issues impacting the rivers up there? From from your perspective?
2: Oh, look, certainly over extraction mm-hmm. and by irrigation um, and the over allocation of water. Um, by government to those to that industry, um, you know. I know that the Commonwealth is trying to return 2,700 uh, gittelings uh, to the environment, but you know over extraction, and I think also, um, you know, these people have, have, have got you know major lobby lobby sort of um, organisations behind them, like the 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 pharma, uh, the, the Irrigators Council and And stuff like that. Um, I suppose the National Party, you know, represents farmers as well. If we look at the the representation um, within this area, um, yeah, the National Party sort of represents those people. But there's been a a bit of a shift uh, of late. I know the the seat of Barwon in New South Wales has gone to the Shooters and Fishers Party. So there's a a bit of a change there. Um, I think. You know, over extraction, years and years of um, um, changes in legislation um, that, that favours the, the, the irrigation industry and the development um, of cotton and, and you know, grapes or harmons and, you know, all those nuts, um, trees and stuff like that. So I think, yeah, it, it's over allocation um, by government. Um, and over-licensing by government. Um, you know, even though drought's got a little bit to do with it, this problem started back in the in the 80s and 90s mm. and well, you know, in the 30s, well before drought um, and climate change.
0: Now, if I was ever to go and write a, a PhD, I often thought about this, is um, I reckon that you can have... There's a definite, definite link between the health of... First Nations communities along the river systems in the Murray Darling Basin, and the health of the river itself. Um, what do you think about that? Do you think that there that there is a strong link in terms of people's you know spiritual and cultural wellbeing?
2: Oh look, definitely. You know we're known as the River People, and yep. um, and we have our connection to the rivers. You know the rivers are the, are the, are the blood, you know the veins that run through through Mother Earth in, in this part of the country. And, you know, to take away the water from the system is like taking away the blood, um, reducing the blood that runs through your veins. And, and our, our connection and our health and well-being, you know, relies on, on that water and relies on, on, on the system being healthy as well. And um, I think that, you know, definitely the system is unhealthy. And under the, the National Cultural Floods Research Project, one of the the... The pilot sites or the project sites were in a place called Crawling Swamp, which is at a place called Wooler Mingle um, in northern New South Wales, northwestern New South Wales, and it's about 85k 80, south of the big famous Cubby Station. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, you can see that, that the health of our people, um, you know, in that in the, the research shows that, you know, the river or the, the swamp. Um, normally it gets inundated 89 times out of 100 years currently it's down to 29 times so there's been a dramatic change in in watering the wetlands and and I suppose you know we have connection to you know to the trees and to the plants and to the animals and all that that rely on the water and I know for our our mob the Middleway mob you know um, the river Egram is uh, one of the most sacred sort of um, plants that we have it's yeah, same we for my speak mom too. To our ancestors in this guy camp, yeah, mate. So, yep. so you know, it's um, and for us to, to see the the, the river Red Grums, um not being watered, you know, as as frequently as, as required, it hurts us and it hurts, um, you know, I think makes our people sick as well. And you know, the old saying, if country is sick, we are sick, and, and that's shown in mm. in um, I suppose. If you look at Western New South Wales, you know, and, and as, uh, as uh, the area um, slow, slowly sort of got sick without water, the environment's um, crook, our people are crook. You know, we've got huge rates of diabetes, heart disease, um, and a whole range of health issues that I think is connected to, to, to the decline in, in the environment and, you know, where we live and stuff like that as well.
0: Yeah, I, I I firmly believe that you know being a a yordy man myself, being um you know upstream from 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 you guys, you know you see it all along the the Victorian um, New South Wales border and some of the border communities in there and and the horrible rates of suicide in some of those communities by some of our um, youngest and most vulnerable over the years. Um, you know, it usually happens when there isn't much happening with the river. The river doesn't have much much life. Um, yeah, yeah. It's yeah, it's it's, it's tragic. Um, how how um, are some of your members dealing with the, the border lockdowns that are occurring between various states at the moment? Oh, look, at the moment between New
2: South Wales and Queensland, Queensland has just opened up and. And then we had our our, um, our board picking up in Toowoomba there last week. Um, getting in the Queensland is not, not, not really an issue unless you come from Victoria at the moment. We can, We're and on the nose. But, <laughs> yeah, but, you know, um, with the borders reopening up, you know, um, I think our mob are able to travel a little bit more and to go and see family and, and stuff like that because, you know, got that family connection, um, our mob... Um, seems to be isolated. and um, But yeah, um, you know, with NBAN, with we're, we're actually, uh, both NBAN and Mildred are responsible for assessing what they call the water resource plans within the Murray Lung Basin. So basically, each state has to develop um, water resource plans and they have to submit them to the Commonwealth for accreditation by the Commonwealth Minister. Um, you know, and one of the one of the things that they asked us to do was look at um, you know video conferencing and, and that as well. But you know, in terms of assessing those water resource plans and whether the states have met the Chapter Ten Part Fourteen of the Maryland Basin Plans, what we normally do is get uh, one representative uh, from the nations together, and we all sit in a room and go through the water resource plans and and we we assess it. Um, whether you know the states of Victoria,
0: um, yeah, tremendously important n- work.
2: We normally do that face to face. Yeah, we normally do that face to face. But you know, with COVID and the border restrictions, um, there's some restrictions on on you know how many people we can have in the room and stuff like that. But we actually said we you know we'd rather be the, do the face to face assessment. Endang is in a in a bit of a better position at the moment, I think, because you know, uh, Queensland and and northern New South Wales are um, are certainly not under the the, the types of restrictions that are in the the southern part of of the Murray Downing Basin and and cross-border movement of of representatives from those nations coming along to those assessment workshops and, and that as well. So... We we, we we think that we can get it done in the northern basin, um, but we're sort of in the southern basin. You know, um, whether whether there's some issues around that getting people along to the to the meetings and that as well. So, yeah, we, we just have to wait and see how how you know the new new restrictions um, are affecting our mob, and um, how can, how we can get together to do that as well. So,
0: well, all power um, to you, Fred. You do, you, you do fantastic work. And what you've done is you've united as First Nations peoples against a number of powerful interests. And,
2: um, if, you look at the, the, uh, if you go onto our website and have a look at our website, um, we, in the Northern Basin, um, we signed a, a treaty amongst uh, the sovereign First Nations of the Northern Basin, which formed the Union of Sovereign First Nations. So it's the first time a treaty has ever been signed in this country amongst... First Nations people, um, or First Nations, and, um, you know, the treaty is on the website, so if, if anybody wants to go and have a look at that website and, and have a look at the Inbound Treaty, um, Treaty of Unity, it, it spells out, as as sovereign First Nations, um, um, I suppose, what we agreed to to look at and how it brought us together and, and um, um, you know, what's expected under the union as well. So the it, website. I liken it to... Say, the,
0: yeah, the, web, the website is um, nban.org.au. Nban, it's a fantastic website. It's just been revamped. I had a look at it today in um, great detail. Fred, unfortunately, we've run out of time. I've got to get on to the next uh, show. and make sure I get out of here on time. Um, but thank you so much for the work that you do, and thank you so much for um, spending a little bit of time with us this evening to talk about um, what is a whole range of very complex issues, and we'll get you back um, on again soon to um, check how you're tracking. Thanks, Red. Thanks for listening to the podcast of Triple R's The Mission, a weekly radio show exploring the issues that impact the lives of Aboriginal people and those at the wrong end of social justice in this country. The mission is broadcast live on Triple R every Tuesday evening. Hope you've enjoyed the podcast and feel free to get in touch via the Triple R website.